telling you how many do love the Lord tonight. I thank God that he is so good. You know, I had not heard that song in such a long time, and I was uh, handling some things today, and as I was at work, and that song came to my mind, and it just began to, you know, and I just began to reminisce and think about that praise. You know, I love that about the Lord because I believe that's the goodness of God, you know, that it's his spirit and he's serenading us, you know, when he calls back to remembrance uh, songs that we've heard, prayers that we've prayed, you know, and just out of what we like to say out of nowhere, but we understand and know that is the Lord. And so I, I just wanted to play that. And I'm telling you, I've just been magnifying the Lord today. And I, I pray and hope that you have too. But, you know, I want to thank you for joining us this evening. It's fifth day of November, 2020. You're listening to Sunday Morning Live. That's SML on a Thursday. This is presented by Cornerstone Apostolic Church, 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. That is Pomona, California. Just, uh, you know, um, there are so many things that are going on, and I just want to encourage everyone to be prayerful. You know, let's continue to be vigilant in prayer. Um, you know, no matter what you do, you should be praying. The Bible said man should always pray, and the prayers of a righteous man does avail as much. That's the word of God. So let's be continue to be prayerful as well. Listen, share the gospel with someone else. You know, share if, if you're being blessed by SML. Uh, let someone know to type in SML uh, inside the pages on, you know, Google it is going to bring up a lot of different social media platforms where you can listen or they can listen in. And, you know, so they can, they can get inside the pages too with, with Pastor Carl, you know, um, let them know. And as I remind myself, there's no better place to be than the word of God. No better place, no place I'd rather be than the word of God, because that is his will. Sunday morning worship begins at 8 a.m., Tuesday Bible study at 7 p.m., and Thursdays, Acts of the Holy Ghost. And we believe the Bible is the word of God, therefore I'm faithful, bold the church. We believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God in Jesus' name. Now, um, you know, I just want to, uh, I, I'm telling you, the Lord is just doing such great things and, you know, want to talk about uh, what uh, God has done and what he is going to do. And uh, with that being said, you know, I was, uh, uh, LaShawn uh, Pace wrote, uh, you know, she wrote a song about the greatness of God, the goodness of God and how he keeps doing great things. And so before we go into the word of God, let's listen to a little bit of that. And then we're going to break the bread of life.
Yes, the Lord has been good, and he keeps doing great things for me as well. Thank God, you know, I that was on me a moment there when we started the, the song. Uh, there was a certain button that I was supposed to hit, and I missed it. Now, we are live, and, you know, so you get the full impact if there's a hiccup along the way, <clears throat> you know, but... Um, Certainly we think and praise God because there's not too often that we hit a bump in the road or something like that. But we're going into the word of God, which is my favorite. I'm telling you, the word of God, the word of God, you, you have to let yourself know. Remember, uh, David said, uh, how shall a young man cleanse his ways by taking heed to your word? He said, thy word have I hid in my heart that I don't that I might not sin against you. You know, we lower the probability of us sinning when we put the word of God in our heart and we apply it. It's not enough to know it. It's not enough to have intellectual knowledge about God. We have to apply the word of God. Many are going to miss out and are missing out on the blessings that they could have because they are not applying the word of God. They have a knowledge of it. They know it exists. You know, but they are, look, we see the airplanes flying over us, but we're not on the plane. So we're not in that flight. And so um, you don't want to, you don't want to be like that. You want to apply the word of God because that is what makes the difference. And so we're going to go into the book of Acts 12 chapter. And before we go there, let's have a word of prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, we ask, Lord God, that you would bless us this evening. Lord God, as your word, um, as we just talk a little bit about your word. Lord God, I ask that you would bless those that are listening now, those that will listen later. Lord God, that you would bless them, Lord God, to, to embrace your word, to, to live by your word. You said if we live by it, if we follow your commandments, we'll live therein. Lord God, and we just want to honor you by being obedient to your word. Lord, we know that, that you prefer obedience over sacrifice. Lord God, and I pray that you bless those that are giving, those that are blessing ministry, Lord God, Lord, those that are faithful, Lord Jesus, we just honor you right now for your goodness and ask that you would bless, save, Lord, Lord, save souls. That's our heart's desire, Lord, is that even as you have stated in your word, you would that no man would perish, Lord God, and so we pray and ask, Lord, that you would bless those that to be a witness for you, to share your word, share the gospel with others those that are tearing for the Holy Ghost, that you would fill them with your spirit, Lord God. Uh, Lord, as they hunger and thirst for righteousness, your word says that they will be filled. Uh, we ask these blessings in Jesus' name. Amen. The book of Acts. We're in the 12th chapter of Acts. Uh, and so I'm going to start reading uh, at the first verse. And we're going to just go, go down here to the 10th verse, uh, you know, but we'll talk about the word of God along the way. Um, but, you know, certainly... Uh, the word of God uh, is what keeps us alive. The Bible said, man shall not live by bread alone. And no matter how good that food was at the table, no matter how well he or she prepared it, uh, the word of God is what feeds the soul. And so we have to nurture and feed our soul. Uh, you know, the, earlier today, I, I made some what is called uh, uh, baked spaghetti. And so but my, my daughter said that, um, uh, where's the vegetables at? which I had, you know, add some green beans on the side, but, you know, and you want to make sure to eat your green vegetables. That helps reduce, uh, you know, sugar uh, intake and, you know, help balance the body out. 
and, and we need to be in balance, you know, make sure our bodies is right, uh, make sure to drink plenty of water, stay flushed out, you know, in both uh, areas, one and two. So in the word of God, the word of God, it says now about that time, Herod, the king stretched forth his hand to vex certain of the church. King Herod stretched forth his hand and was going against the people of God. And he killed James, the brother of John, with the sword. Now, all of this is, is happening right after um, uh, Barnabas went to find Saul. And, you know, they had been down and they stayed over in Antioch for a while ministering. Um, you know, and the word of God was spreading and, and the Holy Ghost was, was falling. And uh, even as it is today. We are yet in the word of God. The, the Bible has not closed. The books have not, uh, judgment have not begun. And so we're yet, until all of that occurs, and, and, and we'll get more into that another time, but uh, right now, right now, everything that occurred uh, that was happening in the book of Acts, uh, the, the moving of God's spirit and how God was working with them is for us even today. And so uh, Herod killed James, the brother of John, with the sword. And because he saw it pleased the Jews, he proceeded further to take Peter also. Then were the days of unleavened bread, you know, or the, the feast of the Passover uh, was about to occur. Now, according to the historian Josephus, uh, Herod Agrippa was a grandson uh, of Herod the Great, who reigned over Judea, and for several years, he built a rapport with the Jewish, um, Jewish meaning Jewish community. And, um, and so, you know, he wanted to keep that relationship, and they viewed him as being a benefit, especially since he uh, sided with them against those that believed in Jesus as him being the Messiah. Now, as a favor to the political and religious parties of that day, uh, he troubled those who called uh, on the name of Jesus. Uh, he went against them because he saw that, you know, he's gonna have favor with, with the Jewish community or the religious community of that day, <coughs> excuse me. And so he uh, joined in with them. And as a favor uh, to those parties, uh, he went after certain people and he got hold of, of James and he killed James with the sword. His spirit was similar to, uh, to the spirits that we see today. Uh, they feel that they are of the highest power and that they've done more to benefit uh, Christ or those that call upon Christ and uh, they feel that they've done more to benefit humanity than what Christ did, even though uh, uh, Jesus said greater love than this hath no man than to lay down his life for his friends. So even when we were enemies, enemies of the state, enemies of Christ, enemies of God, he laid down his life for us and called us friends. And his life, he rose again, like the scripture said he would. So everything that happened uh, with Jesus Christ, remember Jesus uh, told when, he, when they were on the road, 
speaking with uh, some of the disciples that were now returning home, um, he said, lo, I'm written in the volume of the book. Everything that we read from Genesis to Revelation is about Christ. Mm -hmm. It's about him. In the beginning, uh, 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 God said, let there be light. The word went forth. That same word became flesh and we beheld his glory as the only begotten son of the father. Now here, the king troubled the church and he did what? He killed James, the brother of John. When he saw that it pleased those that were against Christ, that was antichrist, uh, he arrested Peter also. Now, he knew that Peter and there were those that was looking and, and knew where Peter would be at because uh, of the season that they were in. You know, some people should know um, something about you. You know, uh, Sundays, when, when we're not in the stay at home, you know, when we're in the purple tier and in so many other places where lockdown is, has occurred, um, they ought to know that on Sundays, uh, you're at you're at 8 a.m. worship or whatever time your worship service starts. They ought to know. And they should know enough not to call you during that time because you are in the service of the Lord. When have we become so laxed that we just allow these things, you know, to be setting in service, texting someone? It's, we're not texting them, telling them where you're at. You're late for service. Get here. You know, we need you to sing, uh, you know, or uh, we would love to hear you sing a selection unto the Lord or to give your testimony. We're not doing that. We're just doing stuff, you know, playing soda crush and all kind of stuff that is very offensive to the Lord. And, and so uh, he knew that Peter would be somewhere near because then were the days of unleavened bread. And so the Bible says, and when he had apprehended him, he put him in prison and delivered him to four, uh, to some soldiers. You know, he had four uh, quarians of soldiers to keep him intending after Easter to bring him forth to the people. And so his goal was to have a specific Easter celebration. They were gonna celebrate the fact that they had the Apostle Peter in custody and he was gonna show him off. He was gonna make a mockery of him. And you know he felt that that, that would have really gone over well with the uh, religious community. Now, remember, Peter had already encountered uh, situations with them. Uh, the man who was healed uh, was over 40 years old. Uh, un they couldn't, they couldn't uh, take that miracle and write it off because of the fact that of the man's age and, and everyone knew that he was always there at the gate asking for alms. And on this time, uh, what he anticipated, he received much more. God has much more that he want, would love to give us uh, if we just, all we have to do is just be there, line up with the word of God. And the Bible said, if you uh, have faith of a grain of mustard seed, if you just a little bit, just a little, just a little tiny, you, you know, look up a mustard seed. Uh, you know, if you just have that much, you've given, give God something to work with. Now, the Easter holiday is based upon uh, worshiping the goddess associated with spring. Uh, Easter has nothing to do with Christ, but like so many other non-biblical traditions, Christ has been squeezed into it. And right after Easter comes to an end, he is squeezed out. 
you know, where's the commitment at unto Christ outside of the holiday? Um, you know, Christ, oh, I'm, I'm telling you, we have taken and, and uh, you know, I asked a question a, a couple of weeks. Why have what God has established? Why have why have we changed it? You know, this is a Bible believing church and any church that that is in that believes the word of God, any individual, then you know what I'm talking about. Uh, and, and there are so many people that are not committed unto the Lord that do understand and know this for themselves, that it really has nothing to do with the the holidays that that Christ has been placed in. Now, I appreciate the fact that the world and that people recognize uh, the, the sacrifice that God made. Uh, however, we have to really think about uh, what we're doing and why we're doing it. You know, there are nine holidays which are dismissed by believers, but we cleave to Easter and a, and a Christ winter birth, which is against the scripture is totally, you know, opposite. And we, we understand that, you know, that as well as I do, that the animals are not out doing, uh, but I'm not going to go into that, but listen, there are nine, there are nine holidays that the church, the believers are not um, even talk, don't even talk about, it. you know, it's not a concern, but God gave the church in the wilderness of freedom of celebration gave them look the Passover about the deliverance, uh, the 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 uh, unleavened bread as they pilgrimage, um, what they ate, uh, the first fruits of the harvest, and Pentecost, the fiftieth day of. I, I'm telling you, it, which precedes the day. You know they were already celebrating the fiftieth day before the falling of the Holy Ghost. You know, I, I really. Uh, find it comical when I'm reading uh, some of the commentaries at times. You have to be careful when you're reading what people are saying because they, they sometimes are, are just saying stuff. But the Holy Ghost, they they associate the day of Pentecost with the falling of the uh, Holy Ghost on that day. But the 50th day preceded that. It's an Old Testament there. You know, the celebration of the trumpets, the celebration of the Day of Atonement, a celebration of tabernacles, Hanukkah, Purim, and uh, and the a weekly holiday, which is the Sabbath. Sunday is a celebration day, you know. And I think God, Cornerstone uh, represents a celebration because it represents a a burden bearing. It represents an object of connection. You know, there are so many things to celebrate because Christ is the chief cornerstone. But we're celebrating what everybody else gives us to celebrate. And, and what about what God has given us to celebrate? That's why he said, don't forsake the assembly of yourselves together. Uh, that was not something new. That was something that uh, that was given uh, in the Old Testament uh, that the Lord told him that on the Sabbath, you're going to keep it holy. And so we should not forsake the assembly, but we should be coming together to celebrate what God has done and a, a time of healing. You know, a time of atonement. You know, there are so many celebrations God has given us, but yet mm, what we talk about most or what people talk about most and what we train our children to do. You know, man has changed what God established and it has been passed down from generation to generation. And I can't help 
uh, I, I cannot help but to believe that God has been offended as uh, his people make a fuss about trick or treating and dismiss God as a mythical being. Uh, now you might say, or some might say, well, no, I don't, but come on, let's, let's be honest. Why we make a fuss over what is considered in, uh, pagan holidays? What about the fuss that we don't make about the holidays, the celebrations that God has told? You know, if we if we adhere to what the Bible said, uh, our jobs and, and honor religious uh, celebrations. They honor that, but we don't. We've never come together as a a body of believers to uh, to to claim that right. Well, let's go on. The Bible tells us in the fifth verse, Peter therefore was kept in prison, but prayer was made without ceasing of the church unto God for him. The saints continued to pray and to seek the Lord for Peter and his deliverance. They gathered together to call his name out. You know, have you prayed for anyone besides yourself today? Did you pray for your spouse? Did you pray for your children? Who have you prayed for today? Have you prayed for those that you work with? What about your neighbors? Love your neighbor as yourself. Have you prayed for your neighbors? You don't have to know their name, but what about as you pass someone along the way and you know and you, you see that they might have a need or maybe they're having car trouble or ambulance is, is going down the street? Did you remember them in prayer? Did you just, Lord, because the Lord know their name. He know where they are. Did you did you make intercessor for them? We're here to make a difference, not just to exist, not just to reach for things that, you know, things are all around us. And that's that's cool. He gave us these things uh, so that we can enjoy ourselves while we're here uh, as we, you know, as we make our pilgrimage. But, uh, you know, are you making a difference? Do your heart burn and hunger uh, to be in a ambassador for Christ. I mean, you know, what are we doing? The, the saints were praying uh, for uh, for Brother Peter, who was in prison. And so the Bible says, and when Herod would have brought him forth, the same night, Peter was sleeping between two soldiers, bound with chains. And listen to that. Uh, they're praying Peter is asleep and he's sleeping between two soldiers and he's on lockdown. He got chains on and the keepers before the door kept the prison. So, uh, so he had two people, but he's in between two soldiers and there's two soldiers at the door. And, you know, it was a time that they were rotating and uh, from my understanding so that uh, as the, they would be woke. Now, they had good reason to be woke because, remember, Peter was in jail before and the angel of the Lord opened it up for him and John and said, go and tell the people about this life. Are you interested in this life? You know, I've said some things just in a short period of time, and I'm not going to be long this evening, but I've just said a few things in a short period of time that some folks will cringe at. How about you? We're talking about this life. We're talking about the life that God has laid out versus the life that we have been taught, the illusion that we have been given. You know, there are so many things that we have been uh, 
deceived about, and yet we embrace it and we pass that information down uh, instead of telling the truth about it. Let's let's be truth because the truth is what sets us free. The truth is what gives us the freedom instead of holding us in bondage. It's a great disappointment when uh, your children, uh, as they get older and you didn't give them the truth and they start learning about the truth on their own and then they ask you questions about it and you don't really have an answer you can give them because you were part of the deceit because you didn't expose them to truth. God is interested in us having truth. And so each one of us should make up in our mind to, to share the truth. And so Peter was, was bound between these soldiers and soldiers that were also watching the door to make sure that he wasn't out again. Uh, the Bible said, and behold, the angel of the Lord came upon him and a light shined in the prison and he smote Peter on the side and uh, raised him up saying, arise up quickly. And his chains fell off his hands. So the angel of the Lord went into, illuminated uh, the, the cell that he was in. Now this, uh, now remember you have soldiers at the door and you have soldiers that he's laying, laying between them. And when that illumination came, they may have all just been prostrate, you know, um, in the presence of the awesomeness of the angel that had uh, appeared and woke Peter up. And then there's the possibility that, uh, that they saw nothing, only Peter. But the, the scripture is telling us that the light shined in the prison and he smote Peter on the side and raised him up saying, arise quickly. And his chains fell off his hands. Now, of course, that would not be a quiet noise, but the, the, the power of God, what God was doing at that moment, and the angel said unto him, gird yourself and bind on your sandals. Now, he's doing all this as quickly as he can, as the angel told him, do it, you know, don't, don't delay, let's, let's hurry up and do this. And so he did, and he said unto himself, uh, cast thy garment about thee and follow me. He said to him, Peter, cast your garment and follow me. And as he went out, he followed him. And was not that it was true, which was done by the angel, but that he saw a vision. Peter within himself is thinking, man, am I dreaming? Am I, am I really seeing this? The Bible says when they were past the first and the second war, they came unto the iron gate that leadeth unto the city, which opened to them of his own accord. And they went out and passed on throughout through one street and forthwith the angel departed from him. But Peter is now loose from jail. And as they're leaving the gate, the gate opened up by itself. Uh, of course, the power of God uh, directed, you know, God is able to intervene and touch anything. And listen, there was a young man, and I love this testimony, and uh, they were traveling, and he uh, he was really struggling in his faith. And so they they were in, they were having problems. The vehicle stopped um, before they could get to the gas station, and, uh, and the young man began to pray. 
and he's a very logical very smart young man he's an attorney and he have this testimony that he said a lot of this car starts up you know I know that you're hearing me now they were out of gas and so his mom up in age went to the the gas tank and she blew in it I believe actually she spit in it and that car started up and he began to testify about how he believed God is able to do the miraculous God is able to do those things that we just have never seen before God can make them happen and that is such an awesome testimony uh, you know and I'm sure there are many other testimonies that are similar you know that defy nature that defy uh, logic that defy everything that, that God is able to do and have done you know another young man that um, uh, here in the Pasadena area great saxophone player and this man has a very soft heart wouldn't hurt a fly and so he's driving down the street and he accidentally hits uh, an elderly woman and it's that night and there he, he didn't have a cell phone or anything this and so he goes down the street to uh, call the police and of course when the police came um, he left the scene you know you're not supposed to leave a scene especially if it's a felony and so he was arrested and he goes to court and the saints have been praying for his situation and he goes to court and uh, the judge had gave him a long sentence and everyone the judge told him to take him into custody and he was just and everyone just kind of stood around nobody moved and the judge repeated again to take the man into custody to start his sentence and nobody moved and then the judge said case dismiss and he walked out the courtroom that day now god knows how to work with the judge god knows how to work with people but you better make sure you're right with god too you better make sure that you know because so many are, are claiming that they're right with god and 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 it's not let's make sure our hearts is right let's make sure that what we do are doing is right make sure that we do what is right so that god can work with us this young man walked out free and he has this great testimony of how god set him free listen the bible said that that herod would have he would have he would have put peter to death he would have made a public display with him on that on that pagan holiday he would have done all of that he would have he could have and should have but god when the enemy thought he would made plans so that he could god stepped in and gave uh you the testimony that that i should but god you know, when the enemy, the Bible said, when the enemy comes in like a flood, God will lift up a standard and he will. I know that even for myself. I know the testimony that God has given me that uh, of deliverance, you know, that that uh, I share from time to time about the greatness of God, the power of God and what God has done for this young man or well, for this man. <laughs> so uh, listen, but the enemy would have and he could have. And he should have, but God.
God gave me the testimony. God gave others the testimony. The enemy thought he was going to take you down, thought he was going to take you out. Uh, felt that this time, I've got you. I've got you. So he would have. And he set everything in motion so that he could have. But God stepped in and it became he should have. And so now this is why I'm running for my life. This is why I'm pouring myself out. I'm doing all that I can because I'm, I'm not only grateful for what God has done, uh, but I, I am, uh, you know, I, I, I say that to say that I don't even know if the word grateful uh, really express my feelings and what I think about the Lord and what he has done for me. You know, I don't believe that we wait to come to service to praise the Lord. I believe that we do that long before we enter into the house of God. But, you know, that we can have our own devotion, our own worship and just acknowledging God. Like that's what Daniel did. That's what uh, 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 Ezekiel did. And others, as we're reading the word, Joshua, as we're reading the word of God, they were acknowledging God throughout their day as they were carrying out their regular duties. They were yet. Uh, mindful of God's presence. They were yet mindful and magnifying and lifting him up, uh, you know, and that's what we're supposed to be doing. Why? Because he has, uh, I, I have a testimony that he, that, that the enemy uh, would have and could have and uh, should have, but God, I have that testimony. And you know what? Uh, you have that testimony too. The enemy may have wanted, you know, Joseph said that you, you meant it for harm. Uh huh. It, it could the individual that that did it, the person, the, the male, the female, whoever it was, uh, they they would have, you know, they they could have and should have. They meant it for harm, but God turned it into good. God know how to take the the ill feelings. That, let me let me share something with you. Let me help you out here a little bit. If for those that have experienced hurt in their lives, those, you know, whether it's a betrayal, you know, in a relationship uh, and, you know, uh, or something has occurred, you know, maybe somebody uh, and, and betrayal is a, a, a big umbrella. It, you know, it covers lying, it covers cheating, it covers all of that. You know, someone said they're your friend and they really not, you know, uh, and so you've had to have stitches in your back a lot. of Listen, you understand what I'm saying? Take, allow that to be the fire, the, to put on the, the wood, to put on the fire, to fuel, knowing that the enemy is real. You be real with God. Don't hold nothing against anybody because you don't want God holding anything against you. No, don't do that. The, the scripture, the Bible says, the Bible said we, we're to be forgiving, you know, and so uh, we have to learn and we have to do what the word of God says. It doesn't mean you didn't feel the pain. God doesn't dismiss that. Matter of fact, the Bible said, be angry and do what? Sin not. So he doesn't dismiss the, the feelings and everything. Yeah, it just says don't sin. Don't, don't, you know, don't, don't do stuff. Uh, let me just say that, say it the way I want to say it. Don't act a fool. Don't do that. Thank you. Don't act a fool. Follow the word of God. And so uh, let that be your, your drive. You know, use that energy to, to do something positive and know that whatever was done to you, that if it made you feel that way, you know not to do it to anyone else. I hope that makes sense to, to you and to others, you know, that whatever is done to you, make sure that you don't do it to someone else 
you know, because you understand the pain. You, you understand how it makes you feel. Well, if you understand how it makes you feel, you understand the pain of it. You understand the hurt of it. You know, then, uh, then you know not to do those things. Here was trying to get over with the people. And in him trying to get over with the people, you know, it, it, he did things that, that cost him. Now, I need you to make note of that. We're not able to talk about that right now. But he did things that cost him. It cost him. It, it had a price to be paid. He would have. It had a price to it. He could have. It came with a price. He should have. Oh, my God. Uh, it came with a price. And so I want to encourage you to read the read, go ahead and read that 12th chapter. And, you know, we, we stopped. I stopped at the 10th verse and I'm going to uh, continue on with it on, on next Thursday. If the Lord say the same. Uh, but uh, until then, you know, uh, just want you to be encouraged. Want you to uh, sleep and rest in the Lord. You know, and I want to leave you with, with this worship, uh, this invitation that, that is unto the Lord. Now, I think we all should give God an invitation. We should just, you know, just give him a special invitation, you know, just like we should give him a standing ovation. We should just love the Lord. We should tell the Lord how much we appreciate him and, you know, and just bless him, just bless him, just, just love him the way he wants to be loved, you know? And so if you've been blessed again, as I said, share the word of God with someone else, uh, give them the site, you know, and, and know that the songs featured are respectively the property of, of our songstress and the artists and their producers. This is Pastor Carl Henderson of Cornerstone Apostolic Church at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. And, you know, I hope to see you soon. I hope to see you here or to see you there. Until then, be blessed and rest in the Lord.
Oh!